for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of, stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code the Catch 5 off and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. Matt, how about them Yankees? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I I was just sitting here thinking about that, and I'm just like, I'm going to start off by saying that because we haven't really talked sports. Yeah, well, they suck right now. They're we're last in the division, but a uh, fun fact is we're uh, last in our division, but we would be first uh, in the central division. So, you know, yeah, well, I can't I can't say much because the Pirates are like seven games worse than the Yankees. So, uh, well, yeah, but this it, don't take this the wrong way, but that's kind of like not surprising. It's it not, is very pirates suck. Yeah, but it's very surprising that the Yankees are in last place. Yeah, with the amount of money and talent we have on the team, there should there's no excuse. Now, granted, Judge was hurt for like a month and a half. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And he is like the cornerstone of that team. Like you could have all the talent in the world, but if you take Judge away, it's like T-ball. Yeah, <laughs> suck. I don't know. It's weird, but getting pumped for football though, which reminds me. So we didn't really announce this, but we have a fantasy football league with me and Matt and eight other listeners that we're going to be competing in. So I'm sure you'll hear some talk about it. We're probably going to do a little trash talking here on the podcast every week. And uh, I think whoever wins the championship at the end of the year, we're going to get them on the show. Maybe we'll get everybody on the show that that's in the – I don't know. I was about to say everyone that's available because I thought that and I was like, I mean – what will end up happening is like what happened last year with my work league. I was in last place for the first half of the season. Yeah. And then I scratched my way into the playoffs and then I won the whole thing. Like <laughs> that's awesome. it just happens. Everybody's uh, players got hurt or something. No, it's just my players oh. decided to not suck. Oh, it was weird. Nice. Like it was, it was like the whole, literally the first four games. It was like, yeah, Matt, you drafted a great team. And I was like, I guess I didn't. And then game five and on, it was like, I won by 40 points every game. And I was like, I don't know what has happened, but I'm here for it. Um, But yeah, so I think we should just get everybody on that we can. Uh, For the guys who are in it that are listening, if you haven't remembered, so don't forget, September 2nd, draft night. Yep. And I, I made it to happen the week before the actual season starts because drafting a player and then them getting hurt in between that that's stupid so i just always wait until after preseason's over just in case i will be down in georgia after driving to georgia because that's the week i go to disney so i will be driving i will be in georgia at my brother-in-law's house in a room in the back (laughs) drafting my team i'm bringing my laptop i've already got all my picks there you Uh, go it's gonna be fun yeah yeah it is it's gonna be fun time but all right let's jump in well, we we uh, had a fishing trip. I'm sure Matt don't even want to talk about it. We can. It's fine. Like I've learned, I've reflected. So we had a fishing trip. Brad did great. He'll talk about it. I did really bad. 
Uh, it's a place that I shouldn't have got skunked, but I did. And I got skunked only because of myself. Uh, I went out there doing a technique that I was throwing a, uh, uh, Nico rig. I have zero confidence in a Nico rig. I didn't do the proper preparation before I got there and just threw it on a rod. And I just, I, I, I wasn't in the correct mindset, which hopefully that'll be a subject of conversation here soon, but I was not in the correct mindset to where every little thing that went wrong, just pushed me over the edge more and more and more to the point to where I was like, I don't even want to fish. This is stupid. I was so mad. And, uh, it kind of screwed me because if I would have just calmed down and let the stupid stuff go, I had great stretches that I just wasn't fishing. You were catching fish after fish after fish in this stretch. And I just motored right by because I was done. I was just so frustrated. Yeah. So it's my own fault that I skunked on this place. But and also, after, after you ate, you felt better. You were in a better mood after you ate. Oh, immediately. <laughs> like we got to the truck and I was like, I'm just going to eat this. And I'm probably going to feel great. And I ate my food and I felt awesome. So I probably was hungry. <laughs> I was annoyed because little things were happening. Yeah. And, uh, I just let it get to my head and that's something you cannot do, especially when you, you know, you're dealing with stuff, but still it's all right. It is what it is. Let's talk about your wins though. Cause you a caught a tank and B caught a lot of fish. So, yeah, I don't, I didn't count how many I caught, but, uh, I caught quite, a, I caught three or four on the doc masters wiggle wart that we got in the dark horse box. Uh, TRD caught my big one of the day, which was weird. Like I was, I was set up shallow throwing deep and right when it hit the bottom, that thing just thumped and ran shallow with it. I was like, Holy crap. I thought it was a big small mouth, but ended up being a big, large mouth. I didn't measure the thing, but that thing was probably five or six pounds easy. Every, every bit of, I would say every bit of five to five and a half pounds all day long. It, It could have touched six. Um, He's got a picture of it. Uh, it was a good fish. It was a real, I mean, from the distance I took the picture, it looked just big. It was a healthy fish. Um, yeah, man, it was a good fish. And you did most all your work on the Ned rig and the Nico rig and one yeah. crankbait fish. I caught a couple other ones on the Nico rig. I, I went there specifically to throw the Nico rig because after talking to Taku on our last episode, I'm like, I want to throw the Nico rig, catch some smallmouth. That sounds fun. So. Yeah. It's my my first time throwing it, but I ended up catching like two sixteen inches, maybe. Yeah, I mean nothing like that's gonna be crazy, but it's cool. Like I went out the same thing. It's a technique I've never thrown, had zero confidence in it, and I let my head get to me. But I did have something huge get on it to where I had some old braid I haven't switched out, and it broke my braid. Brad saw it happen. Yeah, I literally felt it. It was a big old hit. Set the hook, and my braid broke at the like fourth guide down. So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it was windy. The bite was kind of slow. Like I was getting bites, but it was like every like hour. It seemed like, you know, Mm. it wasn't, it wasn't just like boom, 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 except for the two over by the one spot where we had to hide for shelter. Yeah. As we almost died because a monster storm came in striking the water with lightning and everything and we're sitting there i felt bad for that one dude in that sit-in kayak he was just oh, paddling dude. in the downpour <laughs> and then your boat your boat float floated away yeah 
Matt had to go fetch my boat because it floated away from the shore. Yep. And then I sank up to my knee in like (laughs) poopy silt. I mean, it was like, uh, it was just nasty. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll get redemption this weekend if you're fishing. Uh, I'm fishing Thursday because I got to work the weekend. So I'll be out Thursday. I don't know where I'm going to go yet, but I'm going to go somewhere. In all honesty, I might just go somewhere I know I'm going to put numbers up, which you you already know where I'm going to go just because it's easy Mm -hmm. i can i know for a fact i can go out there and catch fish all day long and i'm probably just gonna go there so yeah that's all that's what you need after a weekend like you just had so yep just build the confidence back up get me back and ready so that's what the pros do too oh yeah i mean you can talk to they've talked in multiple interviews they have just little just gimme ponds and that's pretty much what this is. You put the boat in, you throw anything from a frog down to a leaf and you will get bit <laughs> by something. Yeah. So it's just, it's just to stack numbers up a little bit, just to, even if they're small, just to get the confidence back up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a packed show, so we might as well get into the dark horse box for August. So this month yeah. they did a collaboration with uh bigs and jigs podcast. Jigs right. and bigs. Jigs and bigs. I said bigs and jigs. <laughs> I've never listened to the podcast, but he has a cool sticker. He does. He does. Uh, if you want a more in-depth or if you want to, let's say a non-fishing person's idea on this box, head over to my Instagram. Cause every month my wife does review videos <laughs> and they're hilarious. Cause she does not fish. She doesn't know anything about them. And she was super disappointed this week, Josh and Zach, because you guys didn't have enough stickers in there. So, you know, fix <laughs> that it. was funny. She said exactly that too. Not enough stickers. Fix it. Yeah. I'll say fix it. Uh, Jigs and Bigs podcast. I've listened to them. Good podcast. Go reach out. They're a new partner with Dark Horse. The sticker is going on the table. There you go. Bobby Roast Beef. That's a cool name. So that's who runs that podcast. But anyway, (laughs) where do you want to start? Uh, I'll start with the one thing I'm super pumped for, which I've gotten to since the Creek. not crawler, but the creek, uh, uh, whatever Seeker. that little crank seeker. Since I got that, I'm I'm really big on little tiny crankbaits. And from Yout Custom Lures this week, which big plus to you, my friend. You've already talked to Stacy on Instagram, but you have some hook <laughs> protection, so she loves that. But it is the uh, 0.07 silent square bell crankbait. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of is it's silent, but I love this color scheme. Um. It looks great. It looks just like that Creek Seeker did. That thing got bit left and right. I wish it had some type of rattle in it, but, and that's just because I'm not a, I just don't have confidence in silent baits because when I'm throwing them, I'm like, yeah, same, same with me. If nothing's there, it's not, they're not like coming over to it, but I guess the vibration of the water, but I like smaller crankbaits, especially for the river. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to probably go through Taku's idea when we talk to him is I'm going to size down a lot of my rods. Mm-hmm. So smaller crankbaits. I just got in my, uh, oh, I meant to tell you, I just got in my Nori's Roadrunner rod. Ooh. And it's a six, eight heavy. It's a quarter or a quarter ounce all the way up to an ounce. So it can do everything. That's I'm awesome. so pumped for that. I'm so excited for that. But That's yeah, cool. so this is the Yout Custom Lure Square Bill. All, I mean, I love it. I think it's awesome. I wish it had a rattle, but even so, it's still going to get tied on. It's still going to get used. Yeah. The one that like stood out to me when I first opened the box was this frog. So I've never caught a fish. Well, I take it back. I caught a fish on the uh, X, 
X bite toad. It's a buzz. That's a buzz bait though. Right. But I've never caught one on the hollow body. This thing looks cool. And it's not like your traditional frog either. It has one hook. Yep. So it's got a single hook. I don't dislike these frogs. What I do like with the single frogs, you'll find, you don't find it very often, but on the bottom here, it's got another ring mm-hmm. that you can throw a uh, treble hook on. Oh. So what I typically tell people, like there's some yeah. JDM companies that do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I tell people, because the single hooks are a little bit better for hookups. When you get this frog out, get a pot, boil some water, throw this in boiling water because it's going to make this plastic super supple and super soft. So you're going to get better hook sets. But when you've never thrown a frog and like this place I'm going on Thursday, Brad, you know about it. You can run this with lily pads, not heavy grass, but lily pads. Throw a small treble on the bottom of it because getting a frog bite can sometimes like if you're not used to it, there's a little cadence to it. You got to let the fish eat the frog and then set the hook. You can't just set it or you'll just keep pulling out of their mouth, but to build confidence up, put a treble hook on the bottom of it with like a little tiny split ring or something. And then, uh, then throw that out there. You'll get more catches, more hookups. And then once you get more comfortable and you can kind of train yourself to wait, then you can take the treble off and move on to just using the single hook or a double hook, like a standard frog. Yeah, that's a good idea. Never thought about that. Yep. Uh, so the thing, uh, next thing I like here is the Jawtech 10 inch Sultan worm. Yes. Yeah, I'm this, I'm definitely a fan of this one, dude. You should throw this. I know where you're going Thursday. You need to throw this there. It's That's summertime. The big worms. Summertime. Yep. Throw these things. They smell good. They look really good. They're flat on the bottom. Yep. They'll say they are just like a it. big worm. Peanut butter and jelly. Um, it'll get bit. Pumpkin. That's there you go. Peanut butter and jelly for me. That's it's a good shaky head worm. Texas rig worm. Carolina yep. uh, Carolina rig worm. Um, it'll do everything, all those. And when you watch the video and my wife says salt and pregnant garlic scented, that's terrible. It's not, it's actually really good. So yeah, that was funny. She said, that sounds like a terrible combo. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually a really good combo. Um, uh, next we got, and we're moving through this a little bit quicker, but that's because we got a pretty big, uh, pretty action packed show. So we got the hog moly baits, the ghastly goby. I am excited for this. Yeah. These look interesting. They do. So I think this would be like how I'm looking at it. I'm probably going to set this up as a Ned rig bait. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a goby. The bottom of it's flat. Um, I'm going to set it up as a Ned rig bait or a drop shot bait. And it's probably going to be a drop shot bait. Cause I think that would be perfect. Now we don't have, I've never seen gobies down here. There's a lot yeah. more North, but it looks like a bait fish. It, th- I mean, if they're eating a, a seven inch robo worm, that's pink. They're going to eat this. That's a white, like a white bait fish presentation. Cause it looks just like everything else. But yeah, I mean, it's a good size. You can use it for multiple things. You can throw it on a neck, uh, a Ned rig, a Texas, smaller Texas rig. You know, if the fish are finicky or a drop shot and it get bit. The, the, on the package, it says best used with a three, three odd EWG hook. So I wonder if you're just like swimming it or bouncing it back. I don't know. That's kind of weird. They might be. Um, I would probably go. The biggest I would go into is a two aught. I know it says three aught, and it's probably meant for a three aught. But yeah, I like to have more plastic in the rear end. Yeah, I do too. Um, so I'd probably go with a two aught instead of a three. That's just me. But I'm probably gonna drop shot these. That's what. Yeah, that would look for. good on a drop shot. I think. Yep. Oh man. So 
the the we got two left. One's terminal tackle, and one is a swim bait. I don't know who makes these. Gil, oh, Giltex smoke shad or split back swimmer, and you can throw it on this Martin's underspin. So these these uh, these swim baits look cool. It's like a boot tail swim bait, and then it has like a fin on the top, and the body is like it's ribbed, but it's not like your typical Kitech. It looks looks more clear cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little clear, a little bit more maybe sturdy might be the word for it. Um, but the Martin's underspin, this is you can find this just about everywhere now. These are tried and true underspins. They are fantastic for summer, fall, spring. Um, I know guys who throw them in winters too. You know, it's just it's up a little bit extra flash to get the bait kind of more oh, attention. These are actually kind of cool. I've, I haven't taken them out of the package yet. Yeah, but just throw it right on that underspin. That's how it is set up. Um, I've got it in the black and like ghost shad. Smoke shad is the color of this, but that underspin right there where it's going. I, the reason I like the Martins is this sets it off just enough. It's kind of like the owner underspins. Oh, where yeah. It's far enough underneath. It makes yeah. it look more like a bait ball is swimming than being right on top of it. And it can sometimes influence the bait. But yeah, this, this looks good. I would throw this all day long. I would also just take these and I would throw them on a regular, like a two aught or a three aught, maybe weighted mm -hmm. uh, EWG. And it'd be great. I mean, it would work out perfect. So yeah, you, you should throw those at uh, the place you're going to Thursday too. Uh, I'll tell you the only thing that's going to get thrown until I get like three or four fish on it is a Nico. And then after the Nico, it's going to be the drop shot. And then after the drop shot, it's going to be whatever I want. I want to get a ton of fish on that, build confidence up. I've already caught probably 50 fish on the jig this year. I've caught 20 or 30 fish on the crankbait. Yeah. From from winter, I caught 20 or 30 fish on jerkbait. Um, I've caught Texas rig fish this year. I'm just, I want to just build confidence and stuff. And that's why I said at the beginning of the year, I want to do techniques. I haven't done a whole lot. So I haven't done yeah. drop shot in like a year or two. And I've never done an eco, so that's all I'm throwing until they start getting smashed. I will probably throw on a hollow body frog, though. Yeah. I'm going to throw that be, frog on. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, Yeah, man. Uh, overall, this is like a largemouth box, in my opinion, for sure. So, Yeah, it's it's a largemouth box, but you can also look at it as, I mean, there's stuff in here smallmouth to eat. And it is, oh, yeah, it's a, gobi. yeah, for sure. It's, it's a two lake erie even down here it mimics a bait fish the big worm that's a big largemouth thing um but this is a when it says a no skunk box this has everything in it to where the bite is tough this is the stuff you put on yeah put on a small paddle pail put on something you know a small like that goby that you can bounce back and forth small crankbait the hollow body frog i mean everything in this box will work nationwide whether you're in a canada Florida, California, Ohio, you'll catch fish with things in this box, especially when, for sure. Japan. I mean, <laughs> no, probably from what Taki was saying, yeah. that might be the only place this does not work <laughs> because it's like the most pressured place ever with little more Gucci, more powder, little Gucci John boats with 12 trolling <laughs> motors on them. And, you know, but Hey, that was a great show. It was. It was a good show. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's the only show me and Brad actually re-listen to ourselves. Yeah. But uh, we got a good show this week. I want to get yep. into it, man, because we got our good friend John Thomas from Yak Gadget. We're going to be talking about some of, of his uh, newest creations that he released at ICAST. And I'm pumped because one of these things is really cool. 
well, they're both cool, but I want to talk about this specific thing. So, yeah. Um, welcome to the show, man. We can't uh, hear you. Muted. Can't hear me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what's stupid is this was working right before we started the podcast. Here, let me see. <laughs> uh, let me let me text him. I can always edit this out too. Okay, that's what I was going to text him just to bounce out and bounce back in. Yeah. Well, that sucks because I hate editing in the middle. Yeah, it's all good. Hello? There we hey, go. There we go. Nice. <laughs> I'm learning the bike. <laughs> the Welcome to the show, man. Stuff. Hey, thanks, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Sorry for the long-winded introduction, but we uh, had to do our unboxing. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> oh, you've been muted the whole time. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I totally got muted. I had to I had to refresh my screen or, or whatever to get back out of it and come back in, so... Uh, no weird. man, um, no thanks. Uh, I'm sure it was awesome. Uh, sorry, I, <laughs> sorry, I didn't get to hear it. You'll just have to go back and watch the first 19 minutes on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm 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 glad. Uh, you know, gave me time to put my shirt on, so make sure. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 to I did the world a favor by leaving my shirt on. At this oh man, situation. that's funny. Shout out, yeah, like Brad said, shout out to Chad Hoover. If you guys don't Absolutely. know what that means, go go back and watch the Chad Hoover episode. You're in for a surprise. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I saw it. I thought it was great. <laughs> I, I wish I was that comfortable. I, I'm totally not, man. Yeah, I had nope. to I had to con my wife into like four years before she saw me without my shirt off. I think. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. See, I conned my wife, and we got married when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh. So I could take my shirt off and I just had to wait until we got far enough into where it's worse just to leave me. And now I just don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, you're also, you were in shape. You're in the Marines. So it, exactly. It's about to say, she, she was fine. And then I conned her in long enough, got out. And then, you know, pizza, pizza was rolls calling my name. Pizza rolls happened again <laughs> without getting up at four 30 and running four miles a day. So well, I'm so uh, big and white, man. You could just shine a movie projection on me, man. <laughs> 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 that's funny um, all right the whole family i love it man i love it. <laughs> um all right so for the people out there you, this, john thomas you've been a guest on our shows for a long time with paddle and finn but first time on the new show kind of give a background who you are for the people that might not have listened to paddle with Finn before they came over here absolutely uh so i'm jt and i own a company called yak gadget and we basically make all kinds of uh, fishing accessories for kayaks and also other watercraft now. I've uh, been doing it now. We're in the year five uh, of this crazy uh, thing called business. Uh, uh, I, I owned another company for over 20 years as a graphic designer, and, and we still have that company. My wife runs it now. I do Yak Gadget completely full time, you know, 14, 15 hours a day a lot of times. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been doing this full time since 2018, and and we started off making motor mounts, and now we make everything for a kayak from bow to stern. That was one of the things we had on our graphics at ICAST 
to let people know that we're one of the few, you know, accessory companies, if not the only one in the industry that does make product from bow to stern. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. I think the first time we met was the 2019 or 2020 Cincinnati mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Something like that. So it's kind of cool to see how you've grown from what you were then to where you're at now. Yeah. You know, it, it, and that, that was kind of the start of this whole kind of like explosion of products because I, th I think like in 2018, we were developing motor mounts and 19, we were kind of getting into the anchoring side of it. But by the time 2020 came out, we started making storage products and then it just rapidly, like what rapidly followed was all the track mounted accessories that, you know, that hit later that year. Cause I, I think the pandemic, you know, a lot of people were on lockdown and I was going into an empty warehouse every day working. Oh, so yeah. I had no distractions uh, and it was just, you know, I was doing a lot of work because I was kind of there by myself for a few months, uh, just grinding out not only orders, but developing new stuff just every day. And uh, I think that led to just a rapid development of probably from, you know, 20 products to like over 85 to 90 just within that year alone. And then 21, we developed, new, you know, more stuff. And then by 22, you know, we had this huge line of stuff um, from, you know, already bow to stern even then. And then this year we're just adding on to that. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're, you know, we're moving into some other realms now. So um, some things I can't talk about yet, but, I'm, but there's a lot of exciting things going on. So it's just a continued evolution of, you know, a product development that, you know, and I think 2020 was a really good year for me, you know, because that was my first full year of working the expos. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, because I started with Knoxville mm -hmm. and then I did the Columbus show. And um, man, pre-COVID, I mean, those shows were off the chain. I mean, you know, yeah. and then Cincinnati, that show I met you at, Brad, that was like the first year of that show, which mm -hmm. was a really good show. Yeah, but, it was. But yeah. that was also, a, that was like a week and a half before COVID. Yep. And uh, I actually was uh, talking to a guy there that was doing Canoeacopia that year. And he they said, oh, you got to go to Canoeacopia. Well, I, I actually got a spot at Canoeacopia. I flew out there. That was the day it all went down. Jeez. <laughs> that was the day. I was at the Chicago airport. I was doing a layover flight. And I, I got off the plane waiting to get on the one to go to, to Wisconsin. And literally, they announced you know, the, 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 uh, St. Patrick's parade was canceled. The, the, um, the NHL canceled their season, the MLB oh, canceled their season, NBA canceled season, uh, NCAA, they were in the middle of the big 10 tournament. In fact, yep. by the time I got to Wisconsin to Madison, uh, the guy that worked the rent, uh, rent a car place, um, his wife was a fear, uh, physical therapist, sports, uh, physical therapist for the Wisconsin, uh, Badgers. And they had gotten down to Indianapolis to play in the Big Ten tournament, and they just turned around on their bus to come back. So I'm going, dude, what am I walking into? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it felt yeah. it was so eerie. It was so eerie. So I get to Canoeacopia. I get I get over to the the, uh, the uh, center in Madison to set up, 
and I get my booth set up and not even 10 minutes later to go, oh, we canceled. The governor, <sighs> the governor just locked down over 25 people. Yeah, man. And, and here I am. I'm like, can I get a flight out of here? Like, yeah. So I broke my booth out immediately, threw my crap in the car. I had to go to UPS store and, and ship it all back because oh. I flew, you know. And yeah. so I had to ship all that stuff. So I got that shipped the next morning. And my wife helped me somehow get a flight out the next day. And I got to tell you, it was it was one of the most weirdest, eeriest kind of travel moments where oh, yeah. you don't know who's got this. You don't know who doesn't have it. They're not, they've not gone to any kind of a mask mandate because they just dropped it. So yeah. there are people, you know, I'm walking around like this, like, you know, like, <laughs> like man, I'm that like, was weird. Yeah, it was so that day. And it was so funny what, what this industry has done, like, you know, as far as like, you know, exposed me to all this, you know, to all these crazy adventures because that happened right in the middle of that. So when I got back, you know, I, that night I was like, I was about to kiss the ground. I was like, yeah. cause I thought I was going to have to drive home from Wisconsin in a rental car, which I was prepared to do. Mm-hmm. But, but man, yeah, that's, so that was eerie. That's, that's funny. Cause it was connected to, that was like a week and a half after I first met you. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That man, it, it's weird to think back to that now because like three years ago, all that crazy stuff was happening. And then like, all the information we've found out since then. It's just like, we, we were stupid three years ago. Yep. Well, you know, see, here's the thing. And, 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 and I compare it to my business a lot. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is you can kind of, you know, we can, hindsight's always 2020. We can look back and go, yeah. Oh yeah, man, we were dumb or we got played or whatever. But in reality, we just didn't know. We didn't have enough knowledge to know. And, we, you know, no one did. And and it's the same way with my business. I wasn't a manufacturer before I did this. I was a graphic designer. I didn't, I didn't know what it took to, to actually build a, you know, a shop, you know, from the ground up to actually yeah. start producing my own product line and be able to sell it. Like, yeah. I, I, and I felt, cause I've looked back, I look back at those early times and go, gosh, dude, if I could just go back in time, I could have made a whole lot more money here or been a lot more profitable there. And you and you feel dumb, you know. I, I, dude, for a while there, every day I felt like a moron. You know, I'd come in, I'd go, oh, I could, I wish I could have done that. You know, you know, knew this or knew this, and and now I've just realized, man, that was just part of the learning process. And I think it was the same way with with the COVID stuff. And I'm not going to go political at all with this. It was just a learning thing that we we just didn't have the information. But what COVID did for our business was crazy because we went from mm-hmm. here to here. Yeah. Like a yeah. month and a half, man, we went from doing a certain level of business to now being in like crazy, like, I mean, stratosphere type numbers. And I'm like working in the shop by myself because, because the people helping me, they're like, they're like creeped out by all this stuff. They had elderly people that they had to, you know, think about and not be exposed to. So mm-hmm. I get to that shop, dude, most days I'm just there turning on all the machines and just kicking out as many parts as I could that day. And then, and then having to load up at the time, I didn't have a truck. I had like a CRV. I'm loading that thing up and driving the UPS store every day because we couldn't even get the UPS guy to come pick up stuff. I had to go and drop it off the back of the UPS store. 
you know, oh. six feet apart from everybody, you know. Yeah, oh, man, that's but that was a, that was a crazy time. But traffic was awesome. I miss COVID traffic. Oh, dude, me too. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, dude, I get it was my nice. car. Well, see, that was back in the days when I was on the backside of uh, uh, MCO uh, Music City Outdoors. Uh, they let me kind of squat there. Oh, and yeah. I'd set up. I'd actually set my machines up there and everything. So I was driving to downtown Nashville from Smyrna every day, which is about, you know, if there's no traffic, it's about 20 minute drive. It, mm-hmm. With the traffic now, move that up to a little bit over an hour. It went each way, each way. Yeah. I mean, with, Nashville's traffic is getting so bad now. It's, you know, they always said we were about 25 years behind Atlanta and it's coming true. I mean, huh. so, so in 21, I moved my shop you know, from there to Smyrna. So I'm five minutes now. Uh, I have, I just take side streets there. I have no traffic. I mean, it, it's enjoyable now, like going in there and everything is so easy. And it's right by the interstate. So it's easy to get shipments from vendors yeah. to be able to ship things off. And I have access to all the major shippers. So it's, it's, it's a lot better, but yeah, those were the days, man. That was a weird, such a weird time, man. Really. Yeah. Weird. So let's, Let's fast forward three years. Yeah, we're here. We're here now. You just, you just finished iCast. Your very yeah. first iCast. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the products you released at iCast. Absolutely. Well, man, I tell you what, it was a great experience for us. Um, and I say us because uh, Michael Daughtery uh, shouts out to him, man. He flew down from Knoxville. He's on a pro team. He flew down there. Uh, just to be in my booth and help me work the booth. And I couldn't have done it without him. And I've realized next year when we do it, we're going to have at least no less than three people in our booth at a time because we're just going to need them. I mean, we were bombarded with interest from everyone. And it was uh, it was fantastic. I mean, we got great exposure. You know, we've been in business for five years, but it felt like a coming out party. Yeah, in a way, because people just, you know, a lot of people didn't know who we were. They'd never seen our products before. So it was really great to kind of not only be exposed to people, you know, in the Florida area and some of the you know surrounding states, but also globally. I mean, we got to meet I got to meet fishermen from all over the world, from Tokyo to, you know, some people from Saudi Arabia, some people from, you know, Costa Rica and, and different parts of Central America and South America. It was it was a fantastic event for us. So and it was great exposure. And we got a lot of a lot of your main, you know, YouTubers in the industry got to be in our booth and come by and shoot a lot of great video. And and I got to see not only a lot of the new products coming out from a lot of companies, because I one of the things I made sure I did at this show that I couldn't do at a lot of other expos is be able to have enough time to walk around because once the show starts, I'm in the booth, I'm there until six o'clock that night. I mean, it shuts down at five, but people stay an hour later. And I, every day that that was going on that Wednesday, that Thursday, especially Wednesday, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, especially I was there until after six. And I mean, it kicked my butt. Like okay. I worked that, that was my ninth show this year and I'm never doing that again. Uh, yeah next- yeah we, we talked well, about that earlier in the year and uh if you yeah, i remember you saying because me and brad were like man we saw the columbus show you were like dead yeah and and and, and uh, you yeah never yeah. do that again i mean me and brad do two 
maybe three next year we're going to try to be at icast so we might do three or four shows one demo day with the shop and then two fishing shows and icast and i can't imagine doing nine no that would just kill you i uh i can't ever do that again well uh, what you part, need to what you need to do is hire like a sales rep to do it for you well you know and I, i've discussed that you know and that that very well may be a possibility i think too i've i've learned that out of the nine shows that I worked this year, not every one of them were, were really good for small watercraft. Mm -hmm. So I really want to focus next year on the, on the shows that really focus on small watercraft. Columbus was one of those shows. Mm -hmm. We did great. I mean, we came home with empty tubs there. We Mm -hmm. did y'all, y'all were right next to me. Y'all saw it. We, we had a great synergy built up. We had that kayak show that was there where, people brought in their you know their their setups oh um, yeah, and yeah they, the rigs. That, that was unique i've never seen that anywhere else uh east tennessee is another show that is just always off the chain I, i'm always treated well there we always do good there so those types of shows i'll continue to work maybe indianapolis i've heard what a great small yep. watercraft show that one is so the ones that really cater to the you know because a lot of these expos mainly sell you know rods and tackle and uh and some of those shows you know most people are out there doing that they're not really checking out the kayak side but those shows that i just mentioned they do that so we'll so probably three or like you guys three or four next year at the max you know including icast i think that's all i can just physically do uh or or even want to do to be honest i mean you know it takes so much time away from your family my wife's an absolute angel for letting me you know, and I say letting me, you know, yeah, I'll say it because she had to do everything else while I was gone. So, you know, she, she held down the fort. So, yeah, absolute angel for letting me do that. But I told her never again. I'm not going to do that yeah. to her yeah. or me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, we got you, to do some great things. I mean, we got to go to Dallas. We got to go to that show. I got to meet the guys over uh, Mariner Sales, which is one of our dealers. Yeah. Incredible dudes, man. Duke Tran is I, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, Jerry Hammond, those guys are just amazing dudes. And to be honest, next time I go to Dallas, I'm bringing my kayak and I'm bringing my fishing rods and I'm hanging out with those guys because they are awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, so, hey, there so, you go. Yeah, so I had some great moments this year and we had a lot of good exposure, but I think, yeah, next year we're going we're gonna to slim it down. But ICAST was fantastic for me, but it kicked my butt in a different way because – we, you know, we, I, when we set up that day and I, I, I talked about this on another podcast, but when we set up, they purposely have to turn off the AC because they have to open up all the bay doors to get, you're talking about people like Yeti in there. They built a house. They had a That's whole crazy. house in there. Lord. They had a house with a deck with leather couches, you know, with all the Yeti products. I mean, I was like, I was like, well, I guess they're still doing good. They got yeah. to I thought my booth was cool. My little chintzy 20 footer, man. I go over there they, <laughs> and then Realtree set up a whole tree house. Like it looked like amusement park over there. So they had all the bay doors open. So you're talking about Orlando in the middle of July. And man, I, I was setting up that Monday. I, I was getting lightheaded. I'm like, am I going to pass out in here? Like, and uh, next, I actually have a business plan next year to go down there. It's going to pay for my booth. It's going to pay for everything. I'm going to get a golf cart. With some ice water, some I, I bunch of a bucket of ice with a bunch of waters and barrel mm-hmm. fans that I'm going to rent, 
and go from every booth setting up, and I'm going to make enough money to pay for <laughs> everything. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Because they didn't have that, and I'm like, dude, that's what's missing. I'm doing that. I'm doing a. I'm going to get there early. I'll pay people to set my booth up while I go around and sell selling the, waters, the waters and barrel fan rentals. Man, I'll make a mint off that. But, oh uh, yeah, I can imagine. But no, it was a fantastic event for us. We got to. We got to, like I said, meet a lot of great fishermen, uh, see a lot of great products uh, that are not even kayak related, uh, and, and just really get to meet a lot of people in the industry, and also just get introduced to, you know, to the show, I guess, down there, you know, and we were received extremely well. We had a lot of people that weren't even kayak people come into our booth and compliment us on our products, um, on our, you know, a lot of the innovation that we have going on. You know, I, I walk over, I saw a lot of my competitors boost and saw the stuff they're working on. And I felt really good about what we brought and, and what we've been doing. I mean, we've got a lot of great products um, already, but also some of the ones that we added this year, I think were great additions. Mm-hmm. Um, that live, that live scope mount, we're, we're about to, we're getting very close to dropping that. I know people have been, want, I've be, answered a lot of emails on that. When is it dropping? When's it coming? We, we're, we're facing, we're just, and we're not facing, but we're getting past it, but we've just had some sourcing uh, issues. Cause I, I want the perfect uh, pipe for that. Cause I'm going to include the shaft, but I yeah. want to have a, an inch and at least about a, almost an inch and a half interior diameter. So you could feed the electric head up through the shaft. So it's a clean install and a simple one. So we, we've pretty much got it. I'm just waiting for that stuff to get delivered to my distributor. Once we have that and we're confident we have a, a good number of those, then we can confidently release that out of the market. Because once we do, we're going to have to be building the mess out of those because the interest level is super high, especially for the price point that we're trying to do to keep it under a 150 price point, which puts us number one in price. Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I walked around, I saw all the other ones. Uh, that are out there. Um, yeah, and Brad's pulling up a, a video shot by Kayak DIY. Uh, uh, props out to Justin, man, for coming in my booth. Um, he did a great job as I was talking. He got in these real nice tight shots of of this product. This We're going to call this the Quick Scope. And um, where ours is different is if you hit something, we've, we've installed a kick-up ability. That's a yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's where ours, I think, differed from the other ones that were there. Uh, yep. All the other ones that were there, they they look really beautiful, but they just, if you hit something, you're kind of stuck. As you can see right there, I have a hinge set up in there. So that's a $1,000 transducer. So you want to, I want to protect your investment. And if you, yeah. then I want to make sure that, um, and not only that, but we also had the ability to raise it up and lower it and to be able to lock it into position. That way, if you want to fish standing up and use it, if you want to use all of the all of the forty inch shaft that I give you to to be able to raise it up and stand up and fish, you can. If you want to trim that shaft, it's a really nice PVC material that you can easily trim down. A whole lot cheaper than aluminum these days, I can assure you. Uh, and that's part of what's going to keep the cost down for that product too. And plus, you can edit it. You can chop it down real easily. So if you're in a smaller boat like a Crescent Sholey and you want to stay seated most of the time using it. You have that option, uh, and we're also going to have a sixty shaft model for the for the boaters because we're also selling them to the aluminum boat guys. I had a lot of those guys come into my booth wanting that product tomorrow. If I could drop it tomorrow, 
I'll be selling it to those guys as much as I'll be selling it to the kayak guys. So that's because that. So we're we're real proud of of those products as 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 you you know as you saw there some of the newer stuff that that we also have in addition to that product. Um, as you can also see how it mounts, I made it adjustable. You can bring it into your kayak away from. Kayak. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we'll have a Hobie version as well that'll mount to the H rail. Uh, we'll also have that, of course. That's uh, that's a given. We also put a little arrow right there at the top, and you can line up your transducer to be parallel with it. So when wherever you point that arrow, that's where your sonar goes. Um, so I really just tried to make it simplistic yet effective, and just something really easy to use with some safety features to protect your investment. So how, how does the uh, transducer connect to the bottom? So a lot of your transducers have clamps. Mm -hmm. And so I just let that pole be bare so you could clamp it on. I have a couple of plates that I've made if you need to install it to a plate. One of the things that we're looking at is, is, is creating a special plate that has some adjustability where you can, where you can either bring it up or bring it down flat. Because uh, some of the transducers give you that ability too to be able to change the angle or flip it up or flip it to the side or however you want. Mm -hmm. So we're still working on that. But for a lot, for most of the guys that have these, they already have clamps that will go on a pole as is, and so that's what we're kind of going with right now. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say the that that's all. One one thing I like about all the products you've made is just the adjustability. Yeah. Not every kayak is made the same way, and not every angler likes to set their stuff up the same way. Like for the the flex rod holders, for example, I have mine pushed out farther just to that's give right. me more deck space. But there's guys like Brad who has his. He just has the non uh, adjustable ones that are right in the platform or the silhouette of the boat. So that's with this that's kind of a no-brainer for for it to come out because some guys are going to want to push that completely away from the boat and there'll be guys who want to put that as close to the boat as possible to see directly in front of what they're looking at so uh, the adjustability is awesome that uh that all your products not just this pretty much everything you've made has that in it and i just i mean i think that's one thing that sets you apart from everyone else because everyone else it could be a great product but it might not fit where i want to put it so i'm not going to use that great product it doesn't matter it doesn't fit for me but with this yeah. Yeah. Every product you make fits every area. So, uh, I, great points, Matt. Adjustability is key. Yep. And if you're, if you know, if you're making a product that's going to fit most boats and you don't have any adjustability, you're going to run into a lot of customer service problems every day. So yep. I really, and plus, I also looked at it too as, man, if I have this product, what kind of product do I want to be able to connect it to? You know, what are all the key factors that would attract me to buying it? And that's where I've tried to put myself to the best of my ability in the consumer's shoes whenever we've made any product, designed any product is, man, do I want to give you one feature when I give you two or three? I'm going to give you two or three features, man. It's, it's just like with that. I didn't want I didn't want it just to go up and down. I wanted to be able to kick up if you hit something because, man, we, we we don't have x-ray vision when we're on the water. I know those new, I know a lot of those new, uh, a lot of those new sunglasses let you see, let you see rocks, yeah. and stuff, but you still, it's still not going to give you underneath the boat vision. So I yep. want to make sure that you have the most flexibility possible. You mentioned our flex rods. I make eight variations of that product now for that reason is some people don't want to have two rods in a paddle holder. Some people want to have four rods. 
Some people want to have three rods. Some people want to have a bump board holder in combination with rods. So I'm giving you all those options because this, it's been based 100% on two things. Number one, what are some of the things I want when I'm designing a product? What would attract me? And then the second mm -hmm. one is customer feedback. Going to these expos has been key for my business just because you guys tell me what you want most of the time. Yeah. Yep. And if I and so I had to decide if I want to listen. Do I want to be stuck in my head of what I think is great? Or do I want to go ahead and listen to you guys and go, okay, if I make this change or if I do this or if I do this, I'm guaranteeing that I sell that product because you guys fish every day, all the time. You, you're fishing way more than I do. I love to fish, I'm, I, but I don't get to do it as much anymore because I made my hobby my job. But, <laughs> but, but you guys go out there, you know better than I do of what's going to be a good product for you. So if I'm not listening to that key feedback, I'm doing myself and my customer base a disservice. So for me, I want to make sure that we're doing those two things. If we keep doing those two things, we're going to, we're always going to make something that's going to be more innovative uh, at a better price point and with more adjustable features than a lot of other competitors, because that that's the heart of it for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that definitely sets you apart from other uh, companies in the industry is you, you base a lot of almost everything that you make, you base off of customer feedback. Like there's some things like the the uh, fish finder, the fish finder mount or the cup holder, like those are things everyone wants. But I know the, the, the rod holders, rod stagers, I know somebody came to you and said, hey, I'd love to be able to put my rod straight down. So those got made. Now you make eight different versions of them right right um the live scope mount that's becoming more common to where you live scope on more boats and you know to, to make it i'm sure customers reach out and said hey do you make a live scope mount Man. or you're you know just <laughs> yeah. everything i can imagine a lot you of your stuff believe. is customer dr driven which yeah. you don't see like if i have an issue with another company and i say hey we should make it i always get the cookie cutter Oh yeah, that's a great idea. It never gets implemented. But with you, I know if you make a product and I use it and I call you and say, Hey, well, for me and you, it's a little different because I can call you, but let's say I couldn't, I could email you. If I email you and say, Hey, this works great, but I think it'd work better with this. You actually take that into account and see if it would work. And then you go from there and you, you see it go into new products. I, I just think that's awesome. We got, uh, thank you. Uh, we got one email from one customer that had a slight issue with our with our Hobie quick tracks uh, that clamp onto the A-Trail. Mm -hmm. And they had an issue where for them, it kind of stripped the inner part of it. It's kind of like an inner octagon piece that locks onto that semi. It's not octagon. It's more like a dulcigon. It's like 12-sided, uh, you know, it's a 12-sided shape. Yeah. And, and it kind of, I guess, I guess they put some torque on it. And I don't know, it somehow lost its grip. And it was one email out of, man, I've sold, I've sold over a thousand of them things and I've never had any complaints. Well, I get this one complaint and it got me thinking, is there a better way to design that to grip better? So I stopped what I was doing on that, on that Friday. This was like a week and a half or maybe less than two weeks before I cast. I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and redesign that inner working. I think I've got an idea where I can, do kind of a square cut in the middle of it and then allow me to generate teeth from it that really grips like a pipe wrench. So I went ahead and I applied that design to it that day. Stop what I was doing in the middle of everything and design that. 
and me and a buddy came over to the shop and we tried to torque it off of the H rail pipe that we had. And we mm-hmm. hooked that pipe on the three vices and we put our body weight combined body weight, man. I, I'm no, I'm, I, I'm no small cat anymore. I'm, I've gained weight again. I'm up to about 240, 242. And I put all my weight. He put all his weight. We could not torque it. We were like, all right, from now on, that's the new version. I went ahead and set up production on it that day. So to your point, I have to be like that because, you know, first of all, I've had people ask, why do you CNC stuff? Or I've I've had certain people from other competitors say, oh, well, that's a CNC guy. That's, That's simple stuff to do. Well, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. Secondly, even if it even if it is, then it makes me more flexible. If it's anything, I can change things on the fly. I don't necessarily have to be married to it. Uh, but I went ahead and made those changes, and we got them ready for iCast. Showed them at iCast, and we were blowing people away. They were just like, "Man, no one's no one's even made something with a good grip like that." And I'm like, "Man, you you know, I learn from my customers." You have to, if you're, and I learned that as a graphic designer, guys, I, I was, I, I owned a, uh, a, a boutique uh, web design and digital marketing firm that I ran for <laughs> over 20 years. I've had clients all over coast to coast, ABC television, Fox television. I've done work for American Idol. I, I did a lot of high profile work in my other career. Okay. I worked for 85 fortune 500 companies. One thing I learned doing that business is if you don't listen to your clients, you're going to be out of business real soon because there are another 100, 200 firms lined up to take those clients from me. We still have our biggest client now, Tractor Supply. We've been we've been doing work with Tractor Supply Company for over 15 years. And my wife runs all that business now, but we've built applications for those guys that coordinates their 2,000 retail stores. So we've I've learned early in the game, it's not about you. You have to take yourself out of the equation. I would love to say that I came up with all the ideas that I've ever made. No, I, I'd be lying, bold-faced lies. However, one thing that I have tried to do is put my own spin on it. If we're going to come out with something that already exists, for example, the live that, that live scope mount, the quick scope mount, I what what am I what's my contributions to it? And and now now I'm in a position now where I can kind of steal from myself because I took like I took our paddle holder technology, I took I took our anchor collars from our quick stop and I murdered I Frankensteined it. And I literally that that version that you saw, I literally made that prototype literally less than a day before I got on the road to drive the iCast. So, because once it, once I figured in my mind, I mean, I woke up probably two days before that went, you know, I have these dreams where I'll, I'll wake up or I'll be in the shower and I have this revelation that'll hit me like, oh, that's how you solve that. Damn, I didn't Mm -hmm. think about that. How, how am I just now coming up with that? Then I go to work and I test out and I start laughing. I go, well, that wasn't an accident. (laughs) Somebody in the ether thought I needed that information and they, you know, and I, you know, don't want to get too weird, but I mean, I would have, I would, a lot of times, if I can't crack something, I'll literally go to sleep, wake up the next day, and it'll hit me. Like, yeah, that's funny. Oh my gosh, man. And I'll go, crap, why didn't I try that? Why didn't, sometimes the best thing, and I learned that as a graphic designer, if you don't have a solution right away, it's okay. Walk away from it for a while, go on a walk or whatever, and, you, and it might hit you by the time you come back. And that's happened a lot. But no, I've learned that from my customers that, you know, in the graphic design business, you have to take, yourself out of the equation uh a lot of times i mean i have 
what I think are good ideas. But if you guys don't buy it, it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. Yeah. If if I make something and you can't use it, it's too complex. It's not simple. It's not adjustable. It's not at a good price point. You're not gonna buy it, no matter what. Now, no, no, no matter how good I think it is, no matter how much I love myself, no matter how much I love me some me, it doesn't matter if you make. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so that's what I learned, and I think I've been able to take a lot of that great experience and apply it to this business, and I think it served me well. Um, and, and the brand well that we've been able to cultivate over the last five years, you know? Absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can definitely see it, um, how, how it's evolved to where, you know, I like how you said you can steal from yourself, which I think mm-hmm. it's awesome. If something's good in a product and it could be good in another product, I think with this live scale mount to actually like talk about, you know, the thing we wanted to talk about it's, it's, I've used other live scope mounts when I had live scope last year or two years ago. I don't remember when I had it. Um, when I had it, I had it on the summit pole because they were like the only ones who made anything that I could use yeah. in a kayak at the time. And it, yeah. it worked fine, but I did find in shallower water cause I, you took it on the river and I hit a rock with my yep. LS uh, 32 and I thought it broke. Yep. It didn't, but I thought it did cause I hit a rock pretty hard. Um, so having that kick up feature, like that's just it's little stuff that people don't really think of because live scope is still it's starting to take over, especially the kayak tournament industry oh, yeah. or kayak tournaments and stuff. But you're seeing people still think of that bass boat and bass boats. Well, you're not going super shallow. It's on the end of your transducer, but or end of your uh, uh, trolling motor. But in the kayak world, a lot of times we have kayaks because we can go in shallow water. So if you're mm-hmm. wanting right. to take live scope down a two foot stretch that has a 12 foot eddy on it being able to kick that up real quick while you're going. And now you're at a spot where you can pop it down at a certain depth. I mean, it's all the little stuff that really builds a great product, which in this case from seeing it, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's got everything you can imagine with that kick up feature. It's got the air at the front, which that's a, a small feature that might most people wouldn't think about, but it's good to be able to see where your front is without having to just stare at your screen the whole time. You can kind of just stare at it and know you're pointing front. Um, yeah. I mean, all those little features, the way you can stand it off from the boat or suck it in. I mean, the yeah. mounting options, it's, it's going to be secure because it's using two T bolts. I mean, it's just great. Yeah. And the thing about it, well, I appreciate it. I mean, the thing about it all with me, it just goes back to kind of what I was saying before in a way, but, but kind of a different spin on it now is, you know, if you're going to make something and you're out and you got to get out in the water with it and you've got to have those Oh crap moments mm-hmm. because one thing about kayak fishing, that's a unique to, and it happens to bass boat guys too, but it happens to kayak people more often because we're, we're usually closer to everything. You have these Oh crap moments. All of a sudden you look down you're in two foot of water. You didn't see that coming. And yeah. you're like, oh, I got to be able to react fast. I don't have time to undo something, you know, use both hands to grab something. I need to be able to grab that thing, either lift it up or or, or swivel it up and be able to lock it in position, get it out of the water to protect my investment. It's the same way with motors. It's the same way with your, uh, paddle, uh, your pedal drives. It's the yeah. same way with anything that goes under that boat or to the side of that boat in addition to what the boat was designed for originally. Anything you're adding to it, you've got to have those 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 safety features, those, those breakaway type pieces in mind because 
when you already crack that thousand dollar transducer or now some of them are 1600 some of them are even more now when you crack that piece of expensive equipment you've got no insurance on it uh then that's that's a that's a that's a thousand dollar bill gone right there you want to make sure that that a that doesn't happen to you but it even you know if and it you know nothing's impossible but i'm giving you as many options to prevent that as i possibly can then I've almost feel like that's my obligation to do that if I'm going to create a product. Um, and it's the same way with our, our uh, anchoring options. We're already looking to, we've already been working on redesigning the quick wander because I, I've had a couple people complain about the, um, you know, the, the cranking because the crank, they feel like the cranking is too inside the cylinder of where you crank so we're going we've already tried we've already done a version where we've extended the handle out about an inch outside the diameter with a bigger handle and it it, it is a marginal difference i mean it's like 50 percent better better easier crank we've also got a new exciting thing i'm going to tell y'all about uh because i'm about to drop it probably as early as tomorrow Ooh. Uh, is a new type of a line guide system with a pulley wheel on it uh, we can definitely talk about that because um, we, one of our new products, in addition to everything we showed at ICAST, on that new canoe that we had on the kayaks that have a vertical uh, handle or a horizontal handle, we made a piece where you could take your handle off, put it on, and basically turn that kayak into an RVR, you know, 119. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone loved it. Hans's innovation with the with that wheel, that pulley wheel on the front for front anchoring, but I was thinking, why can't every kayak have this? Yeah, and so I made a piece where you can have that. We're about to drop that this week as well. Uh, well, we had that at ICAST, so well received, couldn't even believe it. Uh, and so I got to thinking, let's extend that to a line guide. Now we sell our own simple line guides with an eye bolt, right? That you mm-hmm. put on your track and and guide your anchoring line. But now mm-hmm. I've got I now I've got one with a pulley wheel that'll make it even easier uh, to be able to retract that line, bring that line up, and also adjust it off of your quick winder. Those two things alone is already we've been doing our tests with a ten pound anchor, and we've been doing an easy crank standing away from the kayak at our weakest arm position. Yeah, to get that. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like we customer feedback is everything to us. If people don't like our product, I love that. I need to hear it. Even if it's hate emails, I need it because it's going to make us better, man. I, I don't look at it as hateful. I, I look at it as they're frustrated. They they, they want to get their money's worth. So, And like that fellow that had the problem with the Hobie stuff, I made those new Hobie clamps that day. Then I sent him those for free. I sent them to him. I said, hey. I've improved this. Don't refund your money. Give me a shot to earn. Give me a shot. I, I can, I'm not going to promise to be perfect, but I will bend over backwards to make something as right as I can. And you also got to forgive me. I have ADHD like extreme right now. <laughs> so, yeah. so if I forget to do something, it's not because I'm trying to avoid people. It's literally my brain is so full right now that it, it's been hard for me to focus. I'm working on that. I'm getting help for that. But uh, <laughs> I digress because <laughs> I know I need it. I mean, I, I need something to help me focus, man. It's been rough lately. Oh, man. Uh, it wasn't that bad three years ago. Now, man, it's like, dude, I, I walk in the shop. I'm like, why did I come in here? Like, well, what was I wanting to get today? Like, I don't yeah. It just left me. I mean, I forget while I walk into a room. Uh, I just turned 50, man. It's, it's a different ballgame. 
But anyway, so but that, <laughs> it just is. It just is. Oh, uh, your your body's manufacturer warranty wears off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'll say this, man. It's like we will do everything we can to make our products the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And I think that quick winder, you know, uh, you know, slight redesign and change is no exception. We're going to be dropping that probably, uh, probably in the next, uh, probably in the next week or so ourselves once we. Once we run the production model out, I got to go out in the water and test it because mm-hmm. that because I'm I'm just not going to sell anything that I'm not that I'm not testing. Um, yeah. So I just need some time to do that adequately. And the and uh, we've made a couple of changes to that front. We're calling that the quick drop that front that front anchoring system with the pulley wheel. The, we, go ahead. Sorry. The thing that I like about that is you're completely taking away the shoot for the anchor wizard because a lot of people have an issue of where they want to mount that little shoot and you're completely taking that out of the equation. Yeah. Like they don't have to drill holes in their kayak. No. With this product. No. And we have an additional product too that if you want to use your anchor wizard shoot, we have a product that goes right on that handle where you can mount your shoot directly on that as well. So we. Oh, there you and- go. And here's what we also did, what I discovered too. So your kayak, let me get my hands here. So your kayak is at a point like that. You don't want to put that out straight. Because if it's straight, when you have your guidelines, it's it's going to rub on the side, right? So what mm-hmm. I did was, I, sorry, I changed the angle of it. So when it comes off the front, it's at an angle. With my plate, you can flip it right or left side. Mm-hmm. So it's ambidextrous. You can go one side or, or you know, if you want to, Crank with crank your front of your system with your right hand or your left hand. You have that option of choosing, and so I wanted to design it where it was cocked to an angle. So when you're running your lines off a line guide, your line is nowhere near your cockpit, so you don't have to worry about your feet getting tangled up in the line, any of your other gear getting a fishing pole caught on the line. That was something that that was something for me that I had to test because because if you want to run it off the right side and you throw with your right side, mm-hmm. you get you know if you're running a some of those crawdad lures I love to use with the treble hooks, you can get those caught on that on that paracord real easy, and that's a pain because mm-hmm. now now you're just going to cut your line because it's I don't know about y'all, but I got a belly in my way. I can't just get, <laughs> up up and get right to stuff. I'm, I'll just cut it and deal with it when I get back to the ramp, you know. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that you didn't have any interference there. I thought that was really important as well. So so you know it's it's trying to be as considerate as I can possibly be when I make a product and try to put every ounce of thought that I can put in, look, man, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, I'm NASA or I'm, or I'm building or I'm Tesla or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that. All I'm trying to say is I know that the products that I love to purchase are the ones that I feel that are considerate. I remember the first time I got into a Hobie Outback and, or a Bonafide. I mean, I remember getting into the Bonafide for the first time, the SS 127. And my gosh, it was different because I felt like there were so many features there that were considerate to me, even being a bigger dude at that time, getting in that thing and going, not have to worry about my safety. I did. I felt safe. I never flipped that boat. I never flipped in a, in a, in a, in any kind of a bona fide product before. And, and the seat was so comfortable and all these other features that was so great. That's why I'm excited about the skiff with the news, with the bringing the old seat back to that skiff. Oh yeah. Thank you, Hans. Thank you. Cause I'm a skiff guy, by the way, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a SUP type skiff hybrid kayak dude. 
I have almost I've either owned or have almost every model of that type of product out there. I had the Vibe Cabrera, the Hobie Lynx, the uh, the the Crescent SUP Plus, the um, mm -hmm. even the even the inflatable, the 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 rival, the Star Rival. Those and I so I love that Bonafide brought that back. Sorry, I, I get off topic, but what I'm saying is being considerate, man, to the consumer. And I look at like electronics products that I buy, man, when they have these little features. And they could be the tiniest little feature, but I go, man, they, dude, that makes my life so much better. You know, like, so that's what I try to do. And I also try to keep the price points competitive so that you can afford to buy our gear. You know, maybe, maybe a competitor might have it at a price point where you can only afford to buy one item, but I might have it set up to where you can maybe buy two, perhaps three items. Um, and man, that's been to my detriment sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I, I could make a lot more money than I've been making by raising my prices way up, but I have, I have been over backwards to keep from doing that. Even with yeah. the pandemic, even with, you know, we're, I mentioned before the show uh, got rolling today, when I talked to y'all briefly, we're starting to have a couple supply chain issues again. You know, there, <laughs> there's just things that just happens, man. And, and yeah. uh, with shipping and everything else. That sucks. Oh yeah. I mean, well, man, that's just the, that, you know, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, man, it's like, you know what we what we do. It looks like it's super fun, and sometimes it, it can definitely be that. But man, a lot of times it's just juggling chainsaws. I mean, <laughs> you know, That's a good, good analogy. You got three in the air, and you're just trying not to get your arm chopped off. And <laughs> and, uh, and and you know, I I had that I had that happen to me. You know, this week we've got we've got uh we've got some orders with some manufacturers. We do a lot of work for Bixby and for Jackson Kayaks and some other direct manufacturers and they're waiting on some some of their POs from us and we're not able to get them because we have a chip a plastic shipment that was due in the first of last week and it still hasn't gotten here yet so you know you have things like that that happen and and uh and you got to deal with those things you know and just try mm -hmm. to keep your expectations as realistic as you can we even put on our website because we've been so darn busy this summer we've had a good season I didn't expect it, by the way, with the economy and everything. I expected it to be a down season. It has not been for us, and I think a lot of reasons. That's it, good. Well, you know, no, absolutely. I think, but I think a couple of reasons is because of the economy the way it is. I don't know if as many people have bought new boats as much as they've rigged the old ones they have. No, the the kayak industry or the sales for kayaks are way down this year. Way down. Way yeah, sig significantly down. But I will say you, I've seen an uptick just because unlike Brad, I watch a ton of YouTube. I don't really sure. there's not a whole lot of shows that I watch unless I'm rewatching The Office or Walking yeah. Dead or something. Um, so I watch a lot of YouTube and I've seen way more videos this year of people re-rigging or yes. changing the rigging, adding yep. things to their kayaks yep. that they've already owned instead of upgrading the boat. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's for your industry, that's great. Instead of people upgrading their yeah. boats, they're just adding more to it and kind of making it their own. So, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see while the sales are down for kayaks, I can see why your accessories probably boomed a little bit and your price points. I mean, you mentioned your price points are better than everyone else in the market. So yeah. I mean, it's, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I don't know how long that'll hold up. I mean, we, like I said, we'll, we'll continue. I mean, as long as I'm doing this, I'll, that will always be my, my, my main, like my main charge. But, but the thing about it is, it's like, you know, it's like with everything else is 
it's just things have gone up exponentially in the last three years alone. Just not just mm-hmm. supplies, but gosh, I mean, yeah. everything you need to live. And it's just, and, uh, yeah. it, and that's why Crazy. I thought, it, yeah. And I thought it was going to be a nuclear winter this year because of it, but I've, I've pleasantly been surprised, but I think, I think that also is, is a testament to, to what we're doing. Cause I think mm-hmm. people are still discovering us. And I think there's some, we're seeing that uptick because of that too. And I think they're going, man, these guys are an option now. Like I, I didn't think about these guys. I'm not only thought about, you know, a couple of other brands that have been out there for a lot longer than us, you know, now these guys, wow, they got this option. I didn't know that. Oh, they got this option. I've had, and I've met so many people that way that come in going, man, I'm so glad I met you because five minutes before I met you, man, I, I was kind of thought I was going to have to make this myself or figure out, <laughs> yeah. this, figure out this. And I think to your point too, about the, the, the re-rigging videos, one of our things with our marketing and our new packaging and everything that we, we've had a lot of transformation this year, our new packaging, you know, since Bassmasters, that was an experience working that show. I got to, you know, no lie. They put me in the same room with Yak Attack and I was right across the aisle from them. And they literally positioned all this Yak Attack stuff right across, right almost covering my booth when you walked in. So I had to look at their packaging all weekend. I had to look at stuff and I was like, okay, they have a poppy, they have poppy packaging that, that really garners attention. Ours mm-hmm. stuff's in bags. I need to change that. So I, I went ahead and found alternates and, and made my own new, I designed all my own labels and, and then, and then switched to this plastic clear clamshell packaging where our stuff looks beautiful in it. Now it explains what it is. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to guess anymore what it is. The name of the product is out there that, you know, all this com- clear communication. Now people are seeing us as a, as a bigger option now because we're communicating better that we're simple rigging. You know, you can rig your entire boat. Even at ICAST, when I set up that that new that special edition new canoe, we set that boat up in under 15 minutes. And we yeah. talk about we put a motor mount on it. We put an anchoring system on it. We put front anchoring on it. We put the we put the uh, the fish finder stuff that you saw on it. We put yep. uh, underneath bag storage. I mean, we kitted that thing up from bow to stern in about less than 15 minutes. And that's because we were BSing most of the time. If we were really dialed in, we probably could have shaved it under 10 minutes. So I'm that's what I'm probably the most proud of is that we've made affordable luxury an option now to a lot of these guys that that may want that may have a kayak that isn't a Hobie, but we give them some Hobie features. You get what I'm saying? We'll give you top yeah. level features, turn your bona fide into something that's better than a Hobie or turn your crescent into something that's better than yeah you know, it's got more features and do it in a much more affordable option than some of those top tier price boats out there on the market so that's that's the one thing that i i wanted to do is make it easy for you to do it and make it affordable for you to do it and give you a lot more options along the way you mentioned our cup holder before you know that cup holder xd with the tool holder and the you know mm-hmm. people use that as a bait caddy as much as they use it as a cup holder we're even working on a new design now I'm proud of that product because we've kept that, we kept that with all that deluxe stuff under, you know, under 22 bucks. I, you know, our competitors, they're paying attention to us and, and they're seeing what we're doing. But at the same time, we've been just focused on ourselves. We've been focused. I was told by 
a very wise guy on our pro team at the East Tennessee show to focus on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and because what we're doing is great and it changed my whole attitude. I think this year, my whole new year's resolution, cause it happened right around January. My whole new year's resolution is that, you know what, focus on what Yak gadget brings to the table and only worry about that. And yeah. man, it is, it's transformed my whole mindset. It's and, and it helped me see some things a lot more clearly at ICAST. I didn't get caught up in any of the drama or any of the other stuff that sometimes we hear about our industry. I didn't mm-hmm. care because yeah. I was so proud of what we brought, man. We brought so many good things to that show that it really set us apart in a lot of ways. And we got a, I mean, we had a lot of attention from a lot of key people, man, that stopped by our booth to just let us know that. So I think ICAST was eye opening for me uh, in the sense that it really, it really, it helped me view my company different. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. That, and, and think about a global impact as well. Yeah. That, that, that's exciting right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's goofy though, man. Like you mentioned like the drama and stuff. It, it's goofy. You sit, you sit here and think about it and you got grown men like 40, <laughs> 40 years old, 50 years old. And they're like into this drama and stuff. I'm yeah, like, man. and I've got so stupid. <laughs> I've gotten caught up in it, man. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm high and mighty and I'm above all that. I'm I'm learning to get above it because man, it, it if you get worried about what so and so's doing all the time, I said this before, it's a it slippery, holds you back. It holds yep. you back and it's a slippery slope of despair. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've kind of learned I've kind of learned that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. When yeah. you compare, when you're constantly comparing yourself with other people or whatever our insecurities let us do sometimes or our egos let us do sometimes, it gets us into a lot of uncomfortable situations. There's no there's no need for none of that. I, everybody's out there trying to make money. Everybody's out there trying to do the best that they can and, and make their contributions in the industry. And I, I have this attitude now. Of, I'll work with anybody who wants to work with me. I have no problem. If Yak Attack called me tomorrow and wanted to work with me, we talk. We talk. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, 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 I want to be. My goal now, man. Now that I'm 50, I, I think this year has been really important to me. I want to be an enemy to no one. I just, you know, I'm not worried about comparing myself to anyone else. And I've gotten caught up into all that, man. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm, I'm high and mighty, and I, I've never done things that I'm that I'm not proud of. I have. I've, you know, since I've been doing this and, you know, we work, we all work hard. We get caught up in our, yeah. and, and, and a lot of us are alpha headstrong type people. And man, you get a bunch of them in the same room. You're going to yeah. have, you're going to yeah. have for that go on and that's okay. But it's also how you handle it and how you solve it in the long term. And are you moving forward? Are, are you progressing? Are you just regressing? Are you just taking pot shots at other people? Are you, are you really focused on what you're doing? Like I love what you guys have done with the catch. You guys have started your 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 own thing. You've broken out on your own, and now you're taking it to different areas that you didn't do before. Um, you know, we're going to be a sponsor of you guys. I'm really excited about our sponsorship with you guys. I've always believed in you guys. We have a we have a multi year relationship, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm proud of that. I, I'm really excited for what you guys have already done with this podcast. So so you know, there's a lot of you know, 
I'm, I'm just learning to try to always look forward now and not look back and just and try to improve. And if there are things I need, and I'm not perfect, you know, like I said, I got ADHD like crazy and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I've got flaws, man. I mean, we all do, but the yeah. thing is, is are, are we working on them? Are we trying to move forward? And, and now I'm like, um, I'm just, you know, I, I love what Deion Sanders is doing at Colorado, man. He, what I mean, he gets me motivated. I watch those videos. I'm addicted to him because he'll come on there and he'll go, look, it, today we're 2% better than we were yesterday. In 50 days, we're 100% better than we were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you think that way, it changes your whole attitude. It goes, okay, can I be 1% better than I was today? And then I'm going, and you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like Anthony Robbins or anything here, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, that has allowed me to really think of just about Yak Gadget, our relationships and what we're doing and just focus just solely on that. I, last year I got caught up in some stuff. I bought my business partner out. You know, it was a, it was a really, you know, it was a good year last year, but also a tough year in a lot of ways. And I had to make some necessary changes that I felt were necessary that were really important to make so that the company could, could go move forward and, and explore different options and just have the flexibility to be able to do that and, and actually, you know, be you know rewarded for the work that I put in. And, uh, you know, that wasn't an easy thing to do, but it was necessary. And so this year we've been able to, you know, we've been already been able to benefit from those moves that were made last year. Um, and I had talked to other guys that had made similar, similar prudent methods, you know, Jackson kayak had a big reduction of staff and in, in their company. I know there's some other companies now going through that. If you look at what Hobie's going through right now, good gravy, man. I mean, but, yeah. but yeah. it's necessary. I mean, the economy is different now. Plus they're in California, man. I mean, I lived in California for four years of my career and I saw all the crazy, you know, I wasn't even in manufacturing then, but I saw a lot of the EPA regulations and all the things that were passed, even when I lived there 20 years ago. And man, I, I couldn't imagine they had to move their manufacturing elsewhere because it was getting to be impossible for them to do. And plus they're shipping. You have to have it can, it can, these eco-friendly trucks to ship your stuff. When yep. I was there last year, I got to visit. I was supposed to work a show. They canceled the show two days before I was supposed to get there. So I went ahead and went out there, rented a, I rented a vehicle, and I drove from L.A. to Redding, California, where Headwaters Kayaks was, right at the tip where Oregon is, just about. I saw yeah. a map Shasta from there <laughs> to let you know where I was. Beautiful, absolutely. And then I drove all the way down to San Diego. I, I did 1,600 miles in three days, and I visited over 45 dealers out there. And I learned so many problems that those guys face out on the West Coast to get boats last year they couldn't even get boats because a lot of your truckers were driving their loads to the state line and dropping their loads at the at the local uh truck stops and then these eco-friendly trucks there's only a handful of them out there and they couldn't even get drivers to drive them that's why all that stuff was getting backed up during covid at the ports because they passed that law right in the middle of covid like yeah 2020 21 not to try to get political but man that kills everything i mean that I mean, that just makes sure you're going to have nothing but supply chain. Then, then of course, in, in Texas in 21, they had the worst winter storm they had down in Houston. That was crazy. Yep. Yeah, that was insane. The resin lines, all your plastic refinery, all the resin lines coming out of Texas, got they got they all got busted. There was rivers yeah. frozen in Texas. That blows my Which mind. Which was 
insane. Yeah, my buddy lives there, and he was like, man, I, I can't go outside without my hands hurting. It's so cold. And I was like, isn't it normally like 80 degrees where you're at in the winter? He's like, yeah, man, it's like right. 12. Well, That's they crazy. never insulated none of those pipes. None of those oil yep. pipes. None of those resin pipes never got insulated. So when that <laughs> so when that hit and it blew the resin lines, plastic prices went from here to oh, here. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about a hundred and twenty percent increase at one point. And that's why we all saw that all these kayak companies raised the prices on all their kayaks and stuff because of that. Yep. And let me tell you what, they they all worked hard to still make it affordable because they only mm-hmm. went up a hundred dollars yeah or 120 bucks when they should have went up four or five hundred because i'm talking about when you're hit mm-hmm. as a manufacturer at a 120 percent increase and you're only raising your price a percentage of that let me let me explain to you it's a clamp on you it's yeah. a clamp. it was on me i didn't even necessarily go up that much on my price some of my stuff went up you know some of my bigger ticket items like the anchor systems might might have gone up maybe you know, 10 bucks or so, but man, but man, I, I that plastic still cost me 120% more than it did. Yeah. Um, the price has gone back down just a little bit. I mean, I mean, when I say gone back down, I mean, on the thick material that it's still, it's still over, it's still about a, right about 95 to hundred percent, still more expensive than it used to be when Ooh. I first started. I mean, it'll never be back. Dude, they're getting the numbers they're getting. They still can't make it fast enough. They're not going to go down on those prices. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. the same thing with gas. I mean, yeah. I watched a video today. A buddy sent me. He was like, yeah, gas in 1999 was $1.25. And he's like, you think we'll ever get back? I was like, how much do you pay for yep. gas now? Oh, yes. uh, $3.20 on a good day? Yeah, exactly. You're paying $3.20 on a good day. Why are they going to go back down to $2 a gallon? Yeah. They don't Man, need those, to. Those companies are making profit. Yep. And, but at the same time, it does cost... I mean, that does cost them more to, to bring it in and refine it right now. It true. It's a two-part problem. It really, really is. But they're making far more profit than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but we've done some things this year to improve and improve our efficiency. To uh, our scrap, our scrap material usage. Now we get a, our cleats, uh, uh, our 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 grip lifts that we design. A lot of the new products that we brought, we're cutting them off those scrap pieces. So we've been able to keep our costs down and really make money off of stuff that we used to, we used to have to either discard or just keep in the back corner. Cause we had no way of figuring out how yeah. to, how, yeah. I, I purposely bought some smaller machines to cut just nothing but those scrap pieces so that we could keep our big machines flowing at the same time, using those, 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 we call them scrap cutters to cut the scrap and to cut those products so that customers get the benefits of some of this stuff. I mean, those grip lists that we designed, I mean, when I first came out with that, it was like, okay, I know that my paddle grip wasn't going to overtake the rotor yeah. grip. That's the most one of the most popular products in the entire industry, right? Yeah. However, one of the biggest complaints was it only sit it sits really close to the track, yep. so we wanted to raise it up of three inches, you know, from the paddle to the track or your fishing net or what other what else you want to use. So we wanted to, you know, um, create a device and sell it for 10 bucks to be able to allow you to take the investment you've already made and, and, and make it better. So you don't have to get rid of it so you can keep it. So, so uh, people asked me at first, they were, aren't you worried about getting some backlash from the I'm like, no, because I'm promoting them. Yeah. 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 Product. I'm, 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 I'm telling them don't get rid of their rotor grip, keep it, buy this product and make your rotor grip even more useful to what your needs are. 
I, I've yeah. got like three roto grips. I've used them before the great products. I, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I don't think that, I don't, I no longer think that way. I think of how can we make stuff to make other things that either exist better or make our products better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so, heck you even have some companies including roto grips in, in with the kayak package now, like the Sholey. Yep. That's right. That's right. But I've also had some people with the Sholeys go, man, I like to set my paddle the way you usually do, which is in vertical alignment with a kayak. Yep. But that, but the yeah. way those tracks are built, they're in they're inlay because of the way Drew Gregory designed it to have everything below deck. I, yep. I only put my paddle crossways. I don't like to do that because sometimes I'm in areas where I need to be slimline. And so we're like, use our use our grip list, man. You put that on there, then it, it pops right into place, right in line to where you would normally tie it down at. And it doesn't put a strain on that area and, and it sits there, stays locked in. So, so again, we try, if we're going to make a product, can we make a meaningful product mm-hmm. that helps make your plight out on the water better? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, anything that makes it better is, is always a plus That's it. But, um, and affordable, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to bleed you. Yes. I'm just trying to pay for my expenses too. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, I'm not a 5013C, you know, it's like, I, yeah. you know, can't be a charity, you know, I, unfortunately yeah. I do have to make money so I can keep this whole thing rolling, but, but we still try to be very reasonable in that. And we do, I, I battle that. I, I battle price points. I'm telling you, I'm like Walmart. I, I keep trying to roll it back as much as I can, but, <laughs> but I'm fighting. Sometimes you feel like you're fighting the devil to do it just the way it is right now. We have a lot of economic pressure on us won't always be the case you know that that always goes ups and flows ups and downs but yeah um but i'm i'm very very optimistic about the future of the sport i i've I've heard people ask me at icast do you think that the that the craze is kind of over with and i'm like as long as there's a hundred ten thousand dollar fiberglass boats out there our industry is going to be fine it could be different it will be different it will change there will be some attrition you are going to see different technologies take place. You saw mm-hmm. a couple. You saw a couple kind of introduced uh, at ICAST, you know, with the EPDL. That EPDL ain't always going to be six thousand dollars. That technology is going to become more readily available, go down over time. But the, so the industry is going to look quite different even by next year than it does this year. Now a lot of people said at ICAST, well, you know, you didn't have a lot of kayak manufacturer participation. Well, a lot of those companies didn't produce new boats this year, and so they're looking at their expenses too. Why spend that money if we don't, you know, if we're not showing off something brand new? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the people that were there, uh, they had some good products. I mean, I got to take some up close looks at that skiff. Uh, that I'm really, I can't wait to get my hands on one. I want one for myself to play with. But also that new Titan. I mean, that thing, good gravy. I'm surprised it don't come with a with a butler man that thing's got everything. <laughs> that's a cool looking kayak for sure oh my oh, goodness yeah. man. well you know and that you, you you know you and and again i did see some products that look suspiciously close to other products and things like that but that happens man i mean you know it's it's like you gotta understand this industry is just like any other industry if you look at the automotive industry this stuff goes on all the time there's lawsuits that but but man i mean it happens in the gun industry. I, I got a buddy of mine. He works for Barrett. Okay, Barrett Firearms. They, they make oh, that's cool. they make the big fifty cows, you know. And and he's a, he's a product designer for them. 
and he runs into it, man. They got accused. They get accused of stuff. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Beretta's working on something, or if they're working on something, and Beretta works on a version of it, then all of a sudden they're 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 in knuckle ball over it. And my, and my thing, man, is again, it's like I saw some things, but at the same time, I go, okay, that's good for me to know. But man, let's just keep on doing Yak Gadget, man. Let's let's keep focusing on the goodness we we bring, man, because we got some. We got some good energy with us. I want to have mm-hmm. equally good vibes, man. It's like, yeah. you know, and I, I really did. I don't know, man. I, I kind of, it was so funny, man. Cause when I first got there to load into the show, they put me right behind Yak Attack, you know, out of yeah. all the 500 companies there was that those guys were in front of me, man. And I got a kick out of that, you know, and I was waving at them saying, hi, you know, I ain't got nothing against nobody. We're all out here trying to do good. And uh, it's so funny. My wife's like, you're so laid back about all this now. And I'm like, I, I said, honey, I promise I didn't smoke a big bag of weed for a camera. <laughs> I don't know what. This is my attitude. It's kind of safe. I just want to have a good time. I mean, I work hard. We all work hard. I, dude, it, life's too short now, man. It's yeah. Like, they're going to make their stuff. I'm going to make my stuff. They're going to bring innovation. I'm going to bring innovation. Yeah. Um, you know, this ain't about who's got to be good or better. It's uh, what what's wonderful now is the consumers now have a lot more options. Yep. That's good for us. It's good for y'all, man. Yep. And, and, and that was the thing that when I first got into the sport, there just wasn't a lot of options. Uh, and not just, and not just for, you know, the regular track mount accessories, but there wasn't a lot of options for motor mounts. There wasn't a lot of options for, for, uh, you know, I saw the guys from one objective down at ICAST. Josh came by, stopped by my booth. What a great guy. Awesome. Yeah. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and yeah, we make similar products on certain things, but there's a lot of things they make I don't make. There's a lot of things I make they don't make. There's room. There's plenty of sea room out there mm-hmm. uh, for, for all of us. And I talked to him, and he he's just a neat guy. He's a good fella, man. And so we're all out there trying to do good stuff. But but again, look at what their company's done. They they have made it possible for a lot of guys to put motors on their bows and and to be able to keep things affordable as well. So they they've been. They've had a lot of the same, a lot of the same kind of you know uh, motivation as I've had, and uh, so I look at all of that in a positive. I got to see Trey Leach from Innovative Sportsman, smart dude, great guy. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I got. In fact, I got to email him. He wants to do some business with me. I got to get back. There you to go. Him. Yeah, he's. Dude, he is awesome, dude, man. I'm, I'm yeah, we've you, had him on the podcast a couple times. Man, yep. a lot of great people in this industry. And, and what was kind of cool for us, I think, was really neat was I remember when I first went down to ICAST in 2018, and I felt kind of this hesitation and resistance from the, all the people I was trying to talk to that I wanted to work with, kayak companies and other people. And now we go down there, and they're coming up, shaking my hand. What's up, JT, man? Let's, yeah. talk, man? Let's do some business. And, you know, I, I saw a great TED talk that talked about, you know, that your company's moving in a good direction when a lot of your no's now are becoming yeses. Yeah. yeah. And, and man, that is, that's also taught me a lot, man. So, so, uh, I'm surprisingly in a good mood, man. I mean, you know, it's, who knows what the future brings, but I think, I think if we keep trying to make the best decisions we can, we'll get through whatever, whatever we're facing. But at the same time, we're, we got some things in the pot that I'm excited about too, that next year could be very different for us than it is right now. So we're, I can't talk too much about some things, but I mean, you know, Everybody's always working on something, right? Yeah. Well, you, you kind of already hit it. Well, go ahead, man. 
I was going to say there's always something, and I was getting ready to say probably exactly what you were going to say. You've already you already brought it up, but this is a while we're wrapping the show up. This is the best part to say it or best time to say it. Uh, Yak Gadget is a new partner and sponsor for the Catch Podcast, so you'll be seeing just like Dark Horse and Loveland, you'll be seeing a little Yak Gadget right in the middle of us. Uh, Brad's already been tinkering with it, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really look forward to it. Kind of like what you said, we've this is a multi-year, you know, relationship. We we're both we were on the Yag Gadget team, well we still are. Yeah. Um on the team and you know, we just really appreciate it, man. Something we all use, we love and we we stand behind. So, appreciate it and hey, welcome to the Catch family. I appreciate it. <laughs> I got to get one of those Dark Horse bosses, man. I keep seeing them things. I, oh, they're I, cool. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I got to get me some gear. I got I got to restock on some gear, dude. This is I mean, I went I've been fishing like a couple times this year, man, but I, I, I really need to. And, and that remind last time I went, I was like, dude, I'm running low on some things. So I, I need to hook up. I need to hook up with those guys, man, and get some gear, man, for sure. So uh, the other thing I will add to what Matt said is we, we will be having, I think we talked about having a promo code on our YouTube videos. So if you do go and watch the YouTube video with like the Yak gadget, um, uh, product i guess that we're talking about you you'll be able to use the code and get what like 10 percent off or something like that yeah so i believe it was yeah 10 10 off with the code that'll be on the youtube videos you gotta um, watch a youtube video to find out the code though so that's right yep and yep. and you'll also be helping out the catch podcast as well because we're 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 having an affiliate program with those with, with these guys and and i believe in that as well because um because it, it you know we're helping each other so it's great for me as well but it's also a chance for you guys to also be active participants of supporting the catch podcast in addition to getting some great yak gadget goodness too at a, at a little bit of a discounted rate so it's a win-win there we go there we go so john before we before we close it off uh where can they find you social media wise where can they go to buy the products things like that man we are yak gadget uh, dot com. We've got all of our stuff there. Some of the products you saw at ICAST will are finally starting to make their way up on the website. So give us a little bit to the end of the week to try to get that done. I'm finally getting cleared out on some things. We've we've had a crazy busy summer and we've been playing catch up the whole time, but it's been great. Um, you can get us on YouTube at Yak Gadget. You can get us at uh, Instagram, also Yak Gadget as well. Our, um, the YouTube channel where we're going to be working on that more now. We're trying to get more content, not only rigging content, but some on the water content. Uh, depends how the fall goes for me, but we're I'm really trying to carve out time to do that because it's so crucial. I, that was one of my New Year's resolutions that I haven't been able to live up to because we've just been so darn busy, man. I, I wish I could cut myself and like multiply myself by like four. I could get much <laughs> more done, but I mean, you know, with the new packaging and with the new, you know, with some of the new marketing initiatives that we've been already doing, it's already been helping us. But now I think the content will be something that will even, and doing short form content too, because the, the effectivity of that on, you know, on YouTube and also on Facebook and also on TikTok, that short form content, it, it, it can't be understated how important that is. And so, we're 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 trying to get uh, connected with some right partners to help us generate more of that because I'm realizing I'm just, I can't do everything anymore. I'm yeah. I'm beginning to realize I, I'm pretty I got I got these two hands, man. I love that yeah. I eat more hands. I just 
I don't have them. So, so we're, uh, so we're looking to link up with some of the right people to help us get more of that content out there. So, uh, but no, man, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I know you guys are also starting to do some of that stuff with the catch podcast too, having some review videos and yeah. on the water videos. I'm excited, man, because that, that's the one thing about podcasting that I, I think is, uh, you could have segments that really mm-hmm. covers some of that stuff while you're out on the water too. So I just think it's great. Yep. Well, awesome. It's been a fun show. Uh, guys, appreciate you staying, stick, sticking around for the whole show. I couldn't say that for some reason, but I know it's been a long one. We appreciate it, but I everybody... talk too much. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's a, it was a good show. Nothing to apologize for, but you know, echo what Brad said. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a good one.